it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Gemma Nice, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode from Easy Yoga, all things relationships, well-being and yoga. And today I have some very special guests with me. Their names are Anna and David and they are both yogis. Their relationship has been a rocky one of self-discovery and truth, real honest truth with each other and themselves and integrating the yogic teachings into life, into relationships and it's not as easy as it may seem. And then they started the Intimacy Project in 2020. So welcome, thank you so much for being here. Hi, it's lovely to be here. Thank you, Gemma. Hello, hello. Yeah, so how did you kind of, well, where's the start? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Uh, where, where, Where shall we start, with the project or with the relationship? The relationship then, yeah. Where did you two meet or yeah, how long you been together? Uh, we met in Spain at a retreat center in 2019 where we were both teachers uh, in the retreat center and so we were there for a couple of months and then I went back to England and then lockdown happened so uh, there was David was in Spain for lockdown and I was in the UK and uh, that was when the intimacy project was born and then halfway through a lockdown I left the UK and joined him in Spain no. and we've been traveling across Europe doing the project, living in Montenegro no. and spending time together and apart for the last two and a half years. Wow. So that was sort of, that, that's the sum up of the logistics of the relationship, <laughs> shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was reading from what you sent me um, that David, you walked from Spain to Iran. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah, I um I lived in Madrid for three years until 2013. And um during that time I, I started to practice yoga and it sort of sent me in a direction where I began to ask a lot of questions about life, you know. Yeah. And meeting people who I felt a real connection with in a way that I hadn't experienced before in the rest of my life. And so I came up with the idea of quitting my job and finally following my heart and going and traveling to India. But I didn't just want to be a tourist. And so um, I decided to go by foot. Wow. And I, I started from North Italy. So I was working in Italy every year. And step by step, I just traveled and allowed everything to unfold in its way and developed a very deep trust in in life in myself and in things unfolding in the way that they are meant to when we relax and allow them to yes when we plan too much everything just doesn't happen or it stops whereas if you just let it go then yeah so much comes to you 
does. You create more space that way. When we put plans in place, it's like we're putting bollards in our route in our way. Yeah. But then as soon as we <laughs> just have the intention and don't plan, then usually a lot more ends up by happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I had I had in my mind, you know, this idea, you know, I'm walking to India and uh, people used to ask how how long is that going to take and I, I i had no idea you know so i would say i don't know maybe seven years and they'd say seven years <laughs> you're not going to do anything for seven years and i thought that in itself was a very interesting thing i had that a lot yeah. you know people considered that as not doing anything because it didn't it didn't conform to a certain idea of what life should be yeah and, and I realized at that time, if I'd said to people, you know, okay, I've got a plan for the next seven years of my life. I'm, I'm going to be the head of a multinational and I'm going to work 15 hours a day, seven days a week. People would have said, oh, good, good plan. That's ambition. Yeah. yeah. It's you know, bad, isn't it? It's nuts how society always thinks that you have to do this. You have to do, yeah, follow everybody. And, and it's not at all. And we have to unlearn a lot of stuff, I think. And we by doing what you did, yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. A lot of unlearning is necessary. I think yes. that phrase yeah. is starting to become more and more relevant. More people are using it now because it really is like, I think I've done more unlearning <laughs> uh, <laughs> since I started on the yoga path, what, 2015, than I have in my whole life. And half of the stuff, you know, you, you don't even realise no. You don't realize how many aspects of your personality which define you. Yeah. You suddenly realize that they're not who you are at all. It's actually yeah. simply because that's how your father was in a certain way, or because of a comment that your mother said to you when you were younger, or um, yeah. an argument with a friend when you're seven suddenly can shape an entire personality trait about you. And yeah. we allow that to define us. And yeah, when we take honest look, when we take an honest look at ourselves with practice and in relationship in partnership um these things can be seen and understood yes yeah oh, it really can be. definitely <laughs> and how did you start the intimacy project what or what do you do with your clients um firstly we don't call them clients because <laughs> no 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 it's all good and it's in it's interesting because there's so many things like in in the self-help world um you know people call them clients but they're not they're they're, they're participants students friends they yes. um we just we call them in that way um we work with them every day for 40 days so and the range of people we don't have a demographic because we have had 18 year olds in australia to middle-aged successful very successful businessmen and women we've had retired men and women we've had your mother, my father, <laughs> uh, we've had, you know, people in their 20s wanting to do teach, you know, wanting to teach yoga. Um, we've had people with autoimmune disease and not able to move, you know, and we've had people with spinal cord injuries and not able to move, you know, so it really. It's a really <laughs> broad spectrum. Yeah. Think, um, when we, when we began the project, the idea was to really we recognized after meeting in a retreat center and understanding the, the demographic of people that come to retreat centers, a lot of people really love yoga. They really love meditation. They really want to make it a part of their lives, but they struggle once they leave that space. 
because life happens. So you come to a retreat and you feel really zen and wonderful after a week or two weeks. And you think, oh, this is great. I'm going to take all of that back into my life. And maybe for two days, for three days, <laughs> manage to continue. But then life happens. Very simply, everything comes back. And we start to say, well, I'll do my practice tomorrow. Or, oh, I'm too tired tonight. I just want to watch the television. And little by little by little, those practices that brought so much peace and harmony fall away. And you find yourself back again in this situation of, stress worry yeah. life and wondering how you can stay afloat that's why being with everybody every day was brilliant because it, we held them accountable they had someone yes. yeah. waiting for them at this particular time which was fluid as well like the reason why we only take on a maximum of 10 participants at a time is because we take five each and we can't be with more than five people a day because yeah. that is a minimum of five hours if sometimes yeah. you know, with people for two or three hours depending on what's going on with them that day so um the we always find a time that works for them because that's the other thing a lot of reasons why people don't continue with the practice is because they think it has to be done in the morning yeah. and, got kids, and the kids have got to get to school and have breakfast and then they need to you know get themselves up and dressed and suddenly there's no time you know yeah. so it's also about saying well it doesn't have to be in the morning if that doesn't work for you let's meet in the evening uh, and that gives people instantly a lot of freedom knowing that the ideas that have been put out to them are just that they're just ideas they're not yeah. rules we don't yeah. have to stick to them same with the actual practice it, itself you know people are like oh I, i'm too inflexible like oh i can't breathe properly or and it's just like yeah. are you alive <laughs> yeah you probably get that a lot too right and it's like yeah. well can you breathe yes because you're alive then you can do yoga like it's literally <laughs> you don't even need to be able to move there's it's it's vibration it's the movement of energy and in whatever wherever and whoever you are there is a way in which that can be done yeah and so sometimes it takes 40 days to find the practice we had one student and we had fibromyalgia and it took 40 days wow. it took the whole 40 days to actually find her practice you know she did it um, but she did it and she got there at the end and she has it now and that's hers and it moves with her in her yeah. life so yeah. yeah sometimes it takes a bit longer but everybody's journey is different but what's beautiful is that everybody's journey is real and it's yes. theirs and that's yeah. what makes it special yeah actually. so what are the pro not problems what are the I don't know, issues or yeah, okay, problems then that people will come to you for? Is it like relationship issues or is it with themselves? Anything really, I suppose. I would say the majority of people are looking for a way to balance their lives. Yeah. Um, whether that's work-life balance, whether that's um, feeling some difficulties with their mental health, most people know that there is something they can do and there's so many books there's so much information out there that sometimes it's a bit too much yeah and just coming to someone who is able to say okay we're going to do this and you don't have to do anything else that's it and being supported through that allows everything to settle so all of those things that we often call problems in life, they're not even problems, they're life. 
they're literally <laughs> life happening <laughs> you know but somehow through the course of our lives we've felt them to be a problem whether that's because of society or because of relationships whatever it is we consider certain things in our life to be other than how they are they should be different to what they are yeah. and actually it's it's a lot about learning what is moving each person in their life what is guiding them and what are what are the habitual patterns that have built up over the course of their lives that are preventing them from moving forwards moving beyond them because like creating a relationship with themselves so <clears throat> some people do come with specific problems like a physical ailment or chronic fatigue or um yeah trouble within their marriage for example um but what they found was through the practice they developed a, a relationship with themselves and they go through the ups and downs of which that entails because you know love brings up everything unloved yes. you see? yeah and understood you know and that process not only happens with people with friendships and relationships but also with yourself and this practice it because it's breath focused it starts from the breath and it's um the breath we work with the movement natural movement of the breath so it is very simple asana um but the body you almost let go of control yeah. of the body and you give the control to the breath and so the breath moves you from the inside and when you do and you we use the ujjayi breath oh, I love that. <laughs> all the time yeah all the time everything is always ujjayi breath it's the most common word i think that we say every day <laughs> is the word ujjayi um but um, it that because of what the ujjayi breath does with to the body puts us in the parasympathetic keeps us calm it creates a nourishing environment which love does like when you're in a partnership it's a loving nourishing environment which means our vulnerabilities come up to the surface and that's what the practice does and so people are literally developing an intimate relationship with themselves um, yeah. and in turn things unravel and become clear um sometimes they get a bit more tangled along the way because sometimes it's easy to talk about things a bit too much and forget actually all we need to do is practice we don't actually need to talk about this completely um <laughs> and interestingly if you you use the word problems if i was to put one finger on on a problem it's being too much in the mind yes being too much in the mind and getting caught up in everything that is going on to the point that one is not able to come back to the center and just yeah. remind remind ourselves that everything's actually okay and whatever is happening is also okay yeah but that's boring isn't it because life's drama and we're surrounded by drama and big caricatures of life and like i i discovered through my journey is that my the teen the shows i watched when i was a teenager like yeah, all the, all the all the American T four dramas just completely they they ruined my life. I swear to God, <laughs> they made me have this really bizarre out like perspective on relationship, on friendship, on how I should be as a female, and yeah. it was yeah, and, and everything is drama, drama, drama outside. Everything's got to be outside, you know, manipulate, stimulate, give me more, 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 more. So yeah. the idea that actually the pill that we want to fix everything one doesn't exist and yeah. all it takes is for us to actually do nothing yeah 
Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. You know, the of no action. Yeah. Because I the other day I was teaching at a spa where I normally teach on a Tuesday and a lady came up to me after class and she was like, you seem so with it and like you've got it all together. And I was like, yes, I do. But also I have off days like the kids are annoying me or whatever. But she said, how do you do that? And I said, the one thing that I've done that is just incredible is don't watch the news. There's nothing you can do about it. It's all negative. Do not watch the news and you will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I completely agree. I yeah. completely agree. Which in its in itself is interesting because you know who who decides what the news is? Yeah. No. And we have we also have a choice about deciding what news is to us. Yeah. But that, that is also an active choice we can make on a daily basis. So we can choose to look at the news and to take things in, in order to inform ourselves to stay connected with what's occurring in the world. But whether we take that in and imbibe that as a way of being in life is something very, very different. And I think yeah. sometimes we bring it in and imbibe it in life without even realizing it. Because yeah. I think a lot of the time people don't even realize that they have a choice with even things as simple as worry. You yeah, know, we yeah, a, a lot of worry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, worries become like a normal state in life, right? But we actually have a choice in that. And so many people believe it to be a personality trait because other members in their family have been it or whatever. And so, but actually it's no, you do have the power and it's an empowerment thing, you know, like you can choose who you are in this world. You don't have to just sit back and let it all control you or yeah. manipulate you into someone who you're not. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I can also understand there is a lot of fear because we do, we create an identity, don't we? And we create yeah. a persona that we like because we're in control of it. Yeah. It's, not us, but it's a very strong mask, you know, and yeah. we create a big, strong attachment to it. And that's another thing that we, you know, that has come up a lot with students is giving them the courage to let go of yes. identities. And it's certainly something that I work with on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I really like me I've got a very strong attachment to myself and I'm working on it uh, is it but I'm also accepting that it's a it's a part of being a human in this life and um I don't need to have such a strong attachment to myself yeah. I can actually yeah. be a bit more relaxed and a bit cool but yeah, everything yeah. is different you know and yeah, we amazing. we take ourselves very seriously very often and one of the most healthy things we can do is look in the mirror and laugh at ourselves when yeah. we are when we are feeling terrible about yeah. life. One of the best things I truly believe. Look at yourself and laugh. Yeah. And remind yourself that everything is actually okay and it's yeah. not so serious. Yeah, because life's really not that serious. Like no. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna use this as an example. Like we had, we had to create a new Instagram name the other day for something that we're doing here in Ireland, and uh, there's a dot in the name, and that's just the way that Instagram was. Just, you know that nothing can be done about it series of events yeah. david hates the name <laughs> that's fine david hates the name. nothing that can be done about it it's just the way that it is um <laughs> i took this really personally because oh, it was something that i did yeah. and i couldn't change it and he didn't like it so obviously that is a personal attack on me as a human being you know <laughs> just 
but and I knew I was taking it seriously. I knew I was getting defensive. I knew I was getting annoyed. David saw that it's happening, so started tickling me. Did I let up? No. Did I just get more angry? Yes. <laughs> these things, but these things happen. But then afterwards, it's like, okay, yes. Thank you for another opportunity for seeing the ridiculousness of that trait in me that takes yeah. everything personally yeah. you know and it's such a normal thing a lot of people take things that people say personally they when do actually, yeah yeah got nothing to do yeah 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 that's so true <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if a little bit of advice if your partner starts taking something so, uh, personally and it's not a personal attack just tickle them it works <laughs> if they're ticklish if they're not it might just be a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> I always do that actually my husband and I we we have like a really fun relationship and um yeah especially if if one of us is trying to talk and the other one is just messing around then that that gets annoying but then also it's the other way around as well just just doesn't matter just then have fun and just mess around we're, we're both not serious whatsoever <laughs> yeah I think yes. it really helps in life to not yeah. each other seriously ourselves too seriously and yeah. to have enough time to laugh yeah, and yeah. just no giggle. Yeah. I mean, we do giggle in the face of each other's pain sometimes. <laughs> but... <laughs> there's, a, there's a time for being serious. Yeah. And there's, you know, you say very seriously. Very, he says very seriously. <laughs> there's, there's a time for, you know, bringing that attention and focus into, you know, cultivating the things that one wishes to cultivate in life. Yeah. Um, but equally, balancing it with a good dose of laughter is essential. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you find that you you have fun with, with the clients, uh, with the students <laughs> as well? <laughs> yes, we do. Are you a lot of fun. Around? Yeah. Yeah, like shake your tail feather is a very normal thing to say in a session. And um, yeah, there's a lot of shaking, a lot of jumping around, a lot of, okay, your homework today is to go on top of a hill and scream, you know, or, you know, just... There's a lot of giggling. So I think we should clarify there. That's something that Anna does as a practice and therefore passes on to her students. <laughs> <laughs> I don't often shake my tail feathers. You shake. <laughs> you shake and you bounce, shake it to their amount. I don't have tail feathers that I shake. <laughs> you have to because it's letting all the energy out, all of that yeah, energy is moving. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we use a lot of, we take a lot of inspiration from Qigong. And, and oh, children, yeah. actually, like we look like, well, we, we don't have kids, but uh, children stump up and down when they get angry. Yeah, you know, like yeah. there's, a reason for that. <laughs> there's a reason why in Qigong you do bouncing and shaking is because it, you know, it transmutes the energy. Um, yeah. So we take a lot of inspiration from that and also just our own experience. Like we've yeah. practiced on our own for years, you know, with yeah. and it purely be our practice exploring sensations in our own bodies and exploring our own breath and from that then doing some qigong and going oh yeah. <laughs> i know what that is yeah. <laughs> i found that in my practice. you know so it's, it's natural movement essentially yeah yeah um, yeah and do you teach um, like couple yoga as well like partner yoga because sometimes i do that like I don't know have people back to back and linking arms so they're connecting to each other they can't see each other but they're still connecting if they've got issues or whatever um if it comes up yes yeah I mean we we're actually working with a couple now 
um but we've only just started working with them so but a lot of the time it's about what is needed in that time so if that's if, if that kind of thing's needed but we haven't done specifically partner yoga like had that label but then yeah. we have worked with individuals of couples and then they've come together and we've worked with them yeah. together and you know yeah there's not many labels on what we do <laughs> that's <laughs> good <laughs> although yeah. we did we did create one at the beginning of this year didn't we was one-to-one -one support system yeah it's a if if we were to explain what the intimacy project is like in its essence it's a a life support system yeah so it takes concepts of well-being it takes concepts of yoga it takes concepts of meditation it takes all of these teachings and recognizes that they all interlink and all come to a point. And the basis is to create a system that supports us in life and, and keeps us um, in a state of balance. And when through life we find ourselves off balance, it gives us a place that we can come back to. Yeah. And developing that for yourself in your life is the first step rather rather than constantly looking outside yourself for teachings and other people to be able to cultivate that in your own house in your own life in relationship with your life is the essence of it that sounds amazing yeah because everything all of your answers are mainly within you it's just trying to get them out and learning the techniques and tools to get them out yeah. And, and again, unlearning. We need to unlearn everything. Now we are going to go to a short break. See you the other side. Welcome, dear one, to Paradise. We are collective seeking paradise. It is a feeling, not a place. And we believe that we hold all wisdom for healing. We share our experiences throughout our journeys, as well as gain tools and support to flow through life's highs and lows. We are here on a sole mission to guide each other through the process of finding the path to paradise. Now we have incredible news for you. In spring 2022, we are expanding our services to include our own app called Paradise Movement. And we want to offer you exclusive access. This will include to have our virtual sanctuary as you know it, Paradise Movement. However, with the launch of our new app, there will no longer be a third party platform. We will just be a click away. This is a really easy to use app with lots of healing tools, e-programs and courses and lots and lots of healers which will help you on your path. I am one of these healers. So come over to this amazing app. It is incredible. Go to www.paradisemovementmvmnt.com for you to sign up and include yourself in this lifetime access for our full online sanctuary and for you to be healed. I, I might actually I might just add in there that people don't have to come and work with us for 40 days okay. so I'm also working with people on a weekly basis and some of those students they have done the project and they just wanted continued support since then so I meet with meet with them weekly uh, and I've got um, a couple of older ladies actually they're in their 60s and 70s and I just breathe with them breathe oh, and chant for two mornings in the week um 
just to bring some balance and well-being and and you know it's it's they love it uh yeah. it's quite interesting because they're older they've never done anything like that before but they saw they saw the value in it they saw that there's something in it that could help them yeah um, and both of them actually were from a creative writing retreat oh wow we went on yeah and David and I work with this creative writer in Aylesbury Claire Steele and um we do this thing called breathe right relax where we do a bit of breathing with the writers beforehand and they go into their creative writing session and then we do a bit of relaxation meditation at the end and people really resonated with it they found that it brought them into that space of writing much quicker with much more clarity that they were able to to write more freely and it sort of you know like like anything if you come straight to it it takes a little bit of time to build the focus whereas the breathing brought that focus and that connection yeah. and together um and it's a beautiful thing and it's something that we hope to develop very much don't we into retreats and yeah that would be a really good idea yeah because i think it centers you and then you your sympathetic parasympathetic nervous system opens up and yeah you've got so yeah. much more to give as in like yeah. when you're writing or when you're doing art or anything really you could put it to yeah. Any, anything yeah you really can and it's it's teaching a very very simple well, teaching the ujjayi breath I mean, yeah. that's it really it's just <laughs> <laughs> the secret to it all is the ujjayi breath <laughs> yeah. I was teaching my kids actually to do Ujjayi breath the other day they were doing it in front of the mirror I was like right try and huff the mirror up like you're trying yeah, to huff it up and they loved that they were then laughing as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's an incredible power for kids actually because yeah. if they get that rise of emotions like they they don't know what to do with it and how to deal with it and when when they bubble up like ah you know so it's a very useful tool for them yeah yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. Is, which is in its essence the same as adults yeah, yeah. so yeah. those yeah. those times those times when things bubble to the surface a lot of the time it's it's that that inner child also that's that's mm. wanting to express itself but you know can has continued yeah. in the same way since childhood to maybe not be able to express it and so those traits have become trapped and they've become ways of being in life yeah there's certainly aspects of people more in some more aspects than others but we're still children we're still teenagers we're yeah. still living and reacting like we were when we were five or ten yeah. or eighteen you know but we're adults so no no we're not we're not acting like children so well actually we are and it's okay like yeah yeah it's where that's that self-acceptance it's just otherwise life gets too boring too serious like especially yeah. when we go to the park which is most of the weekends all the time or even after school i'm always the weird adult that is always going on the play equipment i'm always up and down with them i'm like hanging off i'm doing pull-ups or handstands and then all the other kids then I think it was last weekend actually we went to a national trust place and I was just doing handstands and cartwheels and all these little girls started coming over and they were doing it I was like that's so no. nice but why as adults do we have to be so serious all the time you yeah don't. exactly because we're more productive in making money aren't we if we're yeah. serious and drone like not because we're too stressed out <laughs> yeah yeah that's true yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, it's nuts, isn't it? How did you, um, did you find, like, David, did you find the yoga and, and well, I don't know, 
in Tibet, Thailand, all those places like India, did you find that there? Or did you find that on your walk from Spain into all the different countries? I began practicing yoga when I was living in Madrid. Right. Oh, you said that earlier. Sorry. Yeah. And um, I had a very good teacher at that time. Um, it was Ashtanga yoga. It was focused on, on the Mysore style. But afterwards, we would always go for a coffee and we would chat about life. And little by little, I just I started to see the influence it had in my well-being in life and I started to ask myself well there's there's something in this so where where can I go deeper and you know the the obvious answer was India I mean that's where I was born and I'd always wanted to go so it was a good excuse yeah Yeah. Um, when I traveled when I walked interestingly I found it very difficult to continue a physical yoga practice whilst walking the two didn't seem to marry in the same way yeah um because i was walking 25 30 kilometers a day and you were practicing um, ashtanga at that point we yeah occasionally yeah. <laughs> maybe like once once every couple of weeks i would have a relaxed morning where i would i would do my yoga practice but it didn't feel necessary in the same way um, so I was getting something out of the walking that was also contributing in that same way. It was bringing up a lot. I was working through a lot of things. I had a lot of time on my hands. Yeah, yeah. It was like a walking meditation, I suppose, really. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're not with anyone. And yeah. And what, what I did notice after a couple of years, um, I spent two and a half years walking, essentially. Amazing. And... I noticed a lot of recurring patterns and it felt a little like I was banging my head against the brick wall over and over again. And the whole time right next to me, there was a doorway (laughs) and I just wasn't looking at the doorway. Yeah. And if I'd taken the time to look at the doorway, I'd have seen there was even a key in the door. But what I would do is I would, occasionally look over there I'd see the doorway and then I'd go back to banging my head (laughs) that's what a lot of us do and yes yeah it's right there it's staring us in the face but we don't do anything about it yeah and eventually you know after two and a half years I I needed a break it mentally physically and it wasn't until later after maybe five years of consistent yoga practice that I realized how much I'd taken out of myself. I'd been, I'd been running on empty. And I think in many respects in life, many of us are running on empty without realizing it. Yeah. And we, we often wait until things get so bad that we break down. And that's when people come to yoga, isn't it? When yes. Yeah. And so often if we were able to, bring in a practice that was balancing and and nourishing on a day-to-day basis we would be able to maintain our energy levels maintain a way of being that keeps us sane and healthy in the chaos of the world yeah (laughs) Yeah. so um that's what i've been doing for the last however many years and uh Mm -hmm. i I traveled to India eventually 
and studied with teachers out there. And then for the next nine months, I just practiced. I, I didn't see it. I barely saw another yoga teacher during all of that time, but I made sure that every day I did my practice and really integrated it into, into my being. And there were, there were a lot of things that came up. So I was guided towards the Tibetan practices, which are so focused on loving kindness and compassion, yeah. you know, and the importance of that in, in our lives. For me, one of the fundamentals is kindness. It is being kind to yourself, but then kind to others as well. Yeah. yeah, and we really, we really can practice that. It is a practice, actually, because mm. I think when we decide, when we when we make a choice to be more kind in this world, that's almost when we then start to realize how unkind we have been to ourselves. Yes. You know? And I remember um, listening to I know Joe Dispenza or something years ago. Oh, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and hearing like the moment to moment monitoring of your thoughts and I was like oh my gosh really okay all right let's try this and um I couldn't I couldn't believe one how many there were uh, but two sort of how pointless annoying not very nice slightly irritating <laughs> and irrational there were a lot of irrational thoughts as well that I would almost take as truth because I'm thinking it therefore it must be real um, and it was, and it was a practice that I did for a little while of just, you know, changing the negative to the positive and, but then I sort of forgot about it and just sort of carried on practicing every day. Um, and it is something to then come back to. And yeah. it's definitely in the last couple of years, it's come back. And when we truly, truly make a promise to ourselves to be kind to others, I think, I mean, I've certainly realized how, um, how selfish, <laughs> how selfish we can be as human beings. Like it's a generic thing. Like, yes, okay, I saw it in myself, but everybody has got yeah. a little bit of, of selfishness in them. And it takes support and courage, I think, to actually be able to look at that and go, huh, you know what? Yeah, I really am just being a little bit selfish there. I, I might have put icing over that selfish cake to make it look all pretty and nice and like I'm doing it for someone else, but actually, I'm wanting it for myself, you know, and yeah. when we when we really look at our actions and our thoughts with that level of honesty, that's where real change can come. Yeah. But sometimes it comes from the very simple intention of just I'm going to bring be more kind to myself, you know, and yeah. suddenly for that very simple intention, whole can of worms opens up. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> No, that's so true. And I think with with like, well, not mental health, well, yes, mental health, but any other illness as well, I'm not being horrible, but a lot of it is in the mind. Whereas if you change your mindset, you then can get over all of this, whatever you've got. Yeah. And like at the moment I've got, oh, I was born with really bad hip dysplasia and my pelvis goes in and I've got bowed legs and I can't run anymore, but I saw a surgeon uh, two months ago and they said, right, you're gonna need a hip replacement. And I'm 39 and I'm like, I don't really want that. So now I'm going down the route of healing myself. But as soon as I tried it the other day, actually, as soon as you think oh, I've got pain, then you're automatically gonna get pain wherever that pain is, or, oh, I can't get up today. I just feel really bad. You don't even know if you can because you haven't even got out of bed yet, but you're you're feeding your brain with these thoughts. And I think your mind is so powerful in healing or in whatever you're thinking 
but it's trying to make yourself get out of that to heal yourself but you want you have to want to do that no one can tell you to do that is you and i think going through vipassana i've only done one vipassana which is the 10 10 day silent meditation yes oh yeah that sounds amazing that was when i realized how much illusion i can i can create like i managed to create an illusion where someone gave me a hundred thousand euros oh wow for two days that was real uh, <laughs> I had the illusion of my that my dad had died you know and it was full truth it yeah. it wasn't and if it, yeah. if it was I would have been notified didn't I I also had a relationship with this fantasy mouse that was making noises outside <laughs> you know <laughs> I just made this whole story up about this little mouse trying to find its food but all of it was illusion but it was absolute truth as far as I was concerned when I went into that dream state that was real and then when I came out of that dream state and I recognized I was in the dream state and brought myself back to actual reality of like physical body all of those emotions and feelings that were with me in the dream were with me in reality yeah so when I had this dream that my dad had died obviously it was a dream it wasn't real but when I came back into my body all of that emotion was there and suddenly it became my actual reality that I was feeling that grief and it was just like, incredible. yeah. How powerful is that? You know, um, I can't remember where I was going with that. That was a whole point. <laughs> Obviously, been made. It was to do with what you just said before. Pain, healing, yeah. <laughs> the mind. How was it? Um, yeah, I think when we when we have the intention to heal ourselves, it is possible. And a lot of that pain is coming up from somewhere because something is wanting to be seen and understood. Yeah. You know, the whole reason why I had a dream that my dad died is because there was something in that attachment yeah. that I needed to look at. But yeah. I had to go through those emotions. I had to go through that pain to realize it. And yeah. I think it's the same for physical pain as well. So not always, but sometimes. Yeah, yeah you know? definitely. Yeah, and that's what I've learned over my healing journey is that there's pain in my left hip my left side there's something else trying to get out and actually I saw a uh, Reiki lady the other day and she said that it's in me anyway it is uh, a long line of my female ancestors that weren't allowed weren't able to speak out and I'm that person now to speak out and I'm thinking wow that is incredible and actually since I've known that I am more speaking out about it and I don't care whatever anyone thinks anymore and I'm just like yep whatever I need to heal myself and this is the way I'm doing it and and I think more people need to realize that that it's not actually physical pain yes it is but it's not it's more in the mind or there are other ways of getting it out other than being on any medication and yeah because that's just going to bring everything down anyway and I'm not saying don't do medical medication but yeah it's there's a whole nother world out there yeah it's not just about ourselves is it it's not you know we are not the center of our own universe our pain is not the most significant pain it is not also it's also not unique pain you know it's yeah and actually it's funny the reason one of the reasons why we're here in ireland is because we're organizing this big uh yoga retreat festival for 200 people um and one of the beautiful things about this is that we're gonna have 200 people here on this land which is so healing and so nurturing I mean there's something about the land in Ireland like you just you feel its history everywhere you go Um, 
and like the healing that's going to be possible over this weekend because of the amount of sound and community people coming together holding space for each other like it's it's going to be amazing yeah i think that's the other thing we we are not here to do it alone yeah certainly we've come together it's like life is a bit better with two of us you know like we don't have to do things on our own yeah and like women coming together there's a reason why women have been coming together you know especially over with over bleeding time over new yeah. moon there's a reason for that there's a reason why men used to go out hunting and why you know there's a reason for it energetically yeah. it's a part of who we are as as yeah. light beings as, as beings on, on this planet yeah so, i love that when is your retreat it is the last weekend of july isn't it 29th oh. to 31st of july yeah so it's a retreat it's a retreat festival it's a retreat right. and a festival yeah. in one yeah because there's um, loads of festoon big marquee uh well big marquee without any sides so that the trees oh, nice. yeah. are going to be well the trees are going to be underneath the tent because there's loads of trees around here so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is a it's a big yoga retreat festival isn't it and the beautiful thing about it is a lot of the teachers they're people who um, who I've met across the world oh. during this journey, during this journey of going into into yoga, into meditation, into uh, a more open and nurturing way of life. And some of those teachers, they are people who've really inspired me on my journey. And so it's been really beautiful to be able to contact them and say, "Would you like to come and gather together?" Yeah and share that energy and and we're bringing together some of my favorite human beings on the planet wow that's gonna be amazing knowing knowing the impact that they had on me i know what impact they will then have on other people and in in that collective environment really feeling how we are all interconnected with it yeah yeah after two years of lockdown you know bring people together you know camping there's no there's no nothing luxury about it it's bring your own tent camping in a field but that's that's kind of the point is to be with nature because nature is healing we don't want to create separation by kind of yeah nature is our biggest healer it really is and teacher as well yeah yeah Yeah. and and recognizing that that we are the same Yes. That everything, each tree that that lives and breathes and opens opens its branches to receive oxygen and receive life and bring that through its body, feeds it back into the earth. And you look around and all of the trees, they are beautiful and unique in their own way. They are. And each of us as human beings, we are we are the same. We are the same as each tree. With each breath we take, we receive life. We bring it into the body. And what we do with it then is the energy that we put out into the world. So if we put out that energy as loving, caring, nurturing, kind vibrations and attempt to bring that into our way of being in life, that's that's the the cycle that we are generating as part of that nurturing life force that is in the whole world and we connect we connect ourselves to it and bringing a whole group of people together to do that together is another way of bringing that collective energy and I, i think about the yogis across the whole world all of the yogis who are dedicated to sharing this way of being you know the the sangha the 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 people who wish to 
live in this harmonious and kind way with themselves, with each other, with the planet, to take care of themselves, recognizing that in taking care of yourself, you're taking care of nature, you're taking care of, therefore, the planet. And once you start to integrate that into your life, then there's no there's, separation. There's no way that yeah. you can destroy the planet anymore because no, you're destroying yeah. yourself. There really, yeah, there really is yeah. that sense of separation between you and other beings, whether it be human or animal, plant or mineral. That it's there is no difference, and we are we are all of the same. Yeah, we are. We really are. What are two takeaway points that we can take away from today? Now I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> takeaway points be kind yes is a good and one. recognize with complete honesty when you are not being yeah because this is some this is a real practice and it's something that that we have the capacity to do and um do something that makes you smile every day yes love that as well yes and where can we find you sorry what's been saying i was gonna say even if that just means jumping up and down having a little boogie in the mirror yeah. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> definitely and what's your website or your social media platforms i'll put them on the notes below anyway but yeah um the best our, our website is currently being recreated so our the best reach is through our instagram which is the intimacy project online Cool. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. It's been amazing to have you guys on. Really lovely to meet you. Thank lovely, you very yeah. much. Thank you, Gemma. <laughs> oh, so as always, I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. So please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma. I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts. And thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. I will be back next week with another one, another fun episode for you guys to listen to. And also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And I will see you very soon. Thank you.